It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Vegas, Nevada, this is the three things on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. Hey guys, how are you? It's a midday as I record here in my Las Vegas hotel room. I'm out here for the week as I am every year, at least for the last five years. I'm a member of something called the Cauliflower Alley Club. It's an alumni association for pro wrestlers, uh, some old school Hollywood actors, stuntmen and women. And uh, it's been around, well, this is the 53rd year of this event. I think it's been around even longer than that. It's got a storied history inside of wrestling. I come every year for some wrestling shows, some big banquets, um, uh, wards, and and inducting people into the ring of friendship, and just uh, friends and connecting uh, with people you don't see often. And also, it's a trip to Las Vegas, and I do love Las Vegas. In fact, I've been recording over on my Patreon page uh, kind of a daily Dear Diary of some of my misadventures in Las Vegas, and they're very tame. I, when I say love, uh, I love Las Vegas, I'm, I'm just kind of a, a people watcher and uh, a nice whiskey or even sometimes just a rum and coke to, to downgrade so I can pace myself, and I just love watching uh, the city. I love the grime. I love the glamour. I love it all. So today I figured, uh, based on what's going on here for me this week, and recording in this hotel room, which might, might be uh, why there's a little bit of a different sound to what's going on today, I figured uh, let's talk about the three things on my mind right now in Las Vegas. A little show for you guys, me to you, as I'm not quite hungover in Vegas. I'm not hungover from alcohol. You know, I'm, I'm hungover from food, which is part of the reason uh, I'm doing the show today, inspired one of the things. But let's start with number three, shall we? Number three of the three things on my mind here in Las Vegas this week are slot machines. I don't have a, a gambling addiction. It's something that uh, you should take pretty seriously. I, I've known people with that. That's a real thing. But I cannot deny the power and the pull of those fancy little slot machines. And I have people that have worked in the industry, the gambling industry in Las Vegas, and they're like, don't, don't ever... No, you're not going to win long-term in the slots. What are you doing? I've seen some people win big. I've seen some people win big at video poker. And I consider myself a relatively intelligent, common-sense-based human being. All right, I'm like not dumb, common-sense-based human being. I'm, I shouldn't call myself intelligent. But, you know, I think i got a decent head on my shoulders. But you put me around those slot machines, and I don't know what it is. Is it the flashy lights? Is it the bonus sequences? Is it the theme songs? I could be walking through a casino and I hear off in the distance, Wheel of Fortune. I'm like, oh, I got to go. I got to go find that. You know, I don't, I don't put a sane amount of money in these slot machines, but I just, just I'm, I'm drawn to them like a moth to the flame. Gambling overall is not. I don't go to bookies. I don't bet on sports. I don't bet. Have side bets with my friends. 
I don't do a lot of poker, whether it's video or go to the tables. I'll play some blackjack. I don't even I don't like going to the tables though, um, with live real human beings uh, because I don't. I mean, I actually know the rules, the unwritten rules of blackjack well enough, but sometimes I play a little different. I don't want to mess up the table, so I, I like to keep to myself. But those damn slot machines, they get me every time. And then over the years, the uh, you know, there's some specific themed slot machines. So you've heard, you guys have probably heard me talk about it if you've listened to the Knapsack Files for any length of time. Those Lord of the Rings slots, the Game of Thrones slots, and of course, the Wheel of Fortune slots. I don't even like the game Wheel of Fortune. I, I grew up watching a little bit, but Pat Sajak, Vanna White, I got no affinity for them uh, more than any other game show hosts in, uh, um, uh, in the world. I, I don't know what it is, but I hear that beep, and I'm running over across. In fact, as I'm recording this, I actually, the worst thing happened. This morning, I actually won a little money on the Wheel of Fortune slots. It's amazing of what it does. <laughs> it's amazing what this does, the power. This is why, I, like I said, I take uh, the notion of gambling addiction pretty seriously. If you get some kind of gambling addiction, seek help. I see it. I see the pull. When you're here in Las Vegas, it's the thought you could hit big. Because I've known people who've hit eh, relatively big, I've known some people who won like $10,000 on the slot machines. If they can do it, I can do it. A couple years ago, I was playing one of those Wheel of Fortune machines that has like four separate games at once. So it's a quarter machine. You see the 25 cents and you're like, well, I'm not risking a lot of money. So I put in like a $100 bill. But really, if you do the max, you're playing four separate games. That's a dollar machine now. Now you're playing the big time. But you think you got a bargain. And the worst thing happened. The worst thing happened. I won like $500. Paid for like a big dinner and like most of my expenses on that trip, right? The little expenses. It's the worst thing that ever happened to me. Because now every time as I'm driving into Vegas, I feel that itch. Oh, let me find them Wheel of Fortune slots. Oh, let me do it. I haven't won that big since. This morning I won, like, we're talking 50 bucks, right? But that's enough. It's enough to make you feel like you can come back and conquer the day. So it is weird. It's all the things, and it's on my mind. Because I'm trying, because I am, by the way, still jobless, I'm here kind of on business. It's kind of an annual trip. I kind of had uh, uh, budgeted myself to be out here, but I was like, I'm not going to go crazy. I'm not going to put on a suit and think I'm some sort of high roller at the wheel of fortune slots. Got to have a little discipline. Discipline in Vegas is hard. More on that in a minute. So I got to my hotel this year. I always stay at the Gold Coast Casino, which smells like it sounds. And the Game of Thrones slots that I love so much have been removed. Slot machines cycle in and out, right? It'd been removed. And that was a good thing. Because last year, it was literally like I'd be in bed like one in the morning trying to get a good night's sleep in Vegas, which is possible. That discipline word. And then I'd like feel that urge. I've got to go. I've got to go. Tyrion is calling me. Cersei Lannister, Daenerys Targaryen. They're down there in the slot machine right now calling my name. A couple times I've won a little bit it's so weird. Let's say you put in a $20 bill. And you get down to about $15. And then you hit some sort of slot machine bonus. And those are the fun ones. Yeah, yeah, try for the triple sevens. You're not going to get that. You're not going to get the progressive. All right. It's the bonus sequences because it's like a video game. Bonus sequence. Look up. Daenerys Targaryen rides in on her dragons. 
you go up to the, the wall and join the Night's Watch and you get a bonus. And that's where I've seen people win kind of big. So you put in $20, you're down to about $15.32, cents, $0.35, right? And you hit a bonus sequence. You get up to uh, $26.25, $26.25. You put in $20, you are now up $6.25. That's good math. If you cash out right there, you press that cash out button, ding, 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 it prints out a little ticket. And you go to a little ticket machine, and it dispenses $26.25. You're up $6.25. That's good math, like I said. That should be in your brain. You should be able to step away. But oh, no. It grabs you. It pulls you in. Yes. Do it. You're like, well, if I, if I made $6 there, I... You know, really, and it's, by this, it's like a $10 win because you're at $15, but now you're up 6 I can do it again. That's the phrase that kills you in Vegas. I could do it again. That's where I've lost money. I put in $100 bills. To make some money, you gotta, you got to slap in 100 Man, Play a quarter machine, put in $100 in the cycle of the machine. You're going to hit some sort of bonus sequence at some point. I've seen it not happen, but for the most part. But the machine will test your will. You put in $100, and you see it go down, 95, 90. Oh, you win, you're back up to 91, down to 88, 83. And I'll usually have a friend with me. This year, it's my, it's my friend Ernie. He's a little older than me. He's got some more discipline. He's been around the world. And I'll, Ernie, I'll say, I put in $100. When I hit 50, you need to pull me away. And usually what happens, I'll hit 50, and I'll go, at 48, Ernie, pull me away. But you got to, you got to, Fight that voice. I can do it again. And you're watching it. 70. $68 left. 65. Boom. You hit a wheel. You're back up to $92. You hit a bonus. Now you're down only eight. It's time to go, you say. I could cost, uh, I, I, the cost of $8. That's a, maybe a cup of coffee and a, and a muffin in the morning. That's, that's nothing. Small $8 is a small price to pay for the little entertainment, the little rush of adrenaline you get by playing the slot machines. I can't tell you how many times I've been back up at $92 or $91, or sometimes even back up to like $101.75. I've made a buck seventy-five. That ain't that ain't a bad thing. And that little voice tells you, go ahead, get up, cash out, let's go on, let's got some lunch. And then the bigger voice says, do it again. That's where I fail. This trip, I've tried really hard to cash out and walk away. It's been successful. Kind of. I was playing some blackjack. Video blackjack. Put in 20, I was down 15. Eventually worked my way back up to $18. That's a $2 loss, right? That's easy. Cash out, no. Cash out, no. I lost that $20. (laughs) Went all the way down to zero. That's how they get you. Again, the price, it's a small price for the fun adrenaline rush. That's great. The Lord of the Rings slots, the older versions of the Lord of the Rings slots came out maybe uh, late 2000s, I think. Have these great bonus sequences. You got to collect rings or the Eye of Sauron, and it sends you up to this bonus thing. There's a wheel. There's all the characters. Frodo, Gimli, Legolas, Aragorn, Galadriel. Galadriel? I'm drunk. Galadriel. And it hits, and they all each have their own different things. Extra spins, uh, you know, wilds. You want to hit Frodo. Because Frodo, 
you spin for more spins. And I've seen the sequence go on where you can hit Frodo like three or four times in a row. My friend one time when you had like 40 free spins came away with some good money that year. And then again, this is the worst thing. Because it's like a little adventure. You're on your own little fellowship, and your friends are around you cheering. The cocktail waitress is coming by. Free drinks, free drinks. You say, yeah, I'll have a, I'll have a uh, uh, Jameson on the rock. She's like, be right back. She comes back 33 minutes later, keeping you at that chair. Oh, it's a great work. Life is a work. Life is a work. It's a little adventure, and it's all right. It's fun. Those damn Lord of the Rings lots. They've taken away a lot of my spending money. But this year, I'm far away from them. I've got to travel. If I really want to go play them this year, I've got to work for it. I've got to go to some other casinos, maybe Uber, Uber, take a cab. By then, you're down a lot of money. I don't know what it is about those slot machines. We should study the science behind them. If you could break the code, study the science of slot machines, and use it and apply it to other ways, you could be a leader, not just of the free world, but perhaps of the galaxy. They say uh, you can control people through music. A lot of dictators might try to do that or cut music out. Uh, militaries will blast songs, hard rock, heavy metal songs, that, uh, while they're uh, sieging uh, compounds. Music can affect the brain, right? I think Vladimir Lenin said that about John Lennon. You can control people through their music. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> but I think if you unlock the science of slot machines, you will much like the Emperor, much like Thanos, uh, you will take a step closer towards your goal of galaxy domination. Domination of the universe. So that's the number three thing on my mind this week. It's a weird one. Slot machines. The second thing on my mind this week as I'm in my, the middle of my trip in Las Vegas is the concept of no rules in Vegas. It's Sin City. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. We hear that. I hate that phrase. I get it. I understand it. So I'm talking about it right now. But I always hate that phrase. People use it for, oh, you going to Vegas? Yeah. What happens? Shut up. Shut up. But it is fascinating that we have con- created this fake reality for ourselves in this city. There's other places, Atlantic City, Dubai, I guess. I don't know. Uh, uh, Monte Cristo. Ooh, a nice Monte Cristo sandwich. I'm kind of hungry. I love this. I'm fascinated with this idea of Las Vegas. It's one of the reasons I love Las Vegas. I don't go here to throw out all the rules. I go here to watch everyone else throw out the rules. I love just getting a drink, plopping down in a bar in the middle of a casino, just watching the world around me, watching the people, watching the people trying to live this glamorous life with the fancy clothes. And hey, I love dressing up and going out on the town. I love doing it in Vegas. I love wearing a suit at 2 o'clock in Vegas. But I'm fascinated by this idea that you throw everything away once you get here. Sin City. A Sodom and Gomorrah for the modern times. Why would we be behind that? Now look, I'm all for kicking up your heels and letting loose. This isn't me wagging a finger and preaching at anyone. But isn't it an interesting concept? You just come to the city, Clark County. Arkansas, Dave Rudabov, Las Vegas. All right, you come out here and you throw it all to the wind. You throw the money. You throw all the rules you carry in your life. It's out the window. We're going to spend money. We're going to gamble. You're going to eat. I'm fascinated by that. I'm not even talking about the sins, the sex, drugs, and rock and roll of Las Vegas. No, no, no. 
I'm talking about that. I, I, it, for, for eating. We're in Vegas. Eat it. Get a big burrito. That's what I had yesterday. I had such a big burrito yesterday for lunch, a late lunch, but a lunch nonetheless, that I didn't eat dinner. I haven't eaten breakfast, and I'm just now getting hungry. Why would I do that? I'm trying to cap my weight. I'm trying to get my food disciplines down. But here I am in Vegas. Doesn't matter. No rules. Let me eat that burrito. Smother it in all the red sauce in the world. Uh, 14 bowls of chips and salsa. There's no rules. I'm in Vegas. Well, what happens in Vegas when it comes to smothered burritos does not stay in Vegas. I love watching uh, couples running around this town. We're in Vegas. Put another $100 bill in the slot machine. Get another drink. Even the general rules you might apply to your life for sleeping for a lot of people don't take effect here. Stay up till 4 in the morning. Let's sleep till 2. And all this is good. Again, no finger wagging here because I'm doing it myself. But even as it's happening, as some of the rules are falling away and you're just kind of at this pure... Base level of what I want, I get. I'm in Las Vegas type of attitude. It's it's it never ceases to amaze me that we've created this world. And Star Wars, this is why I love the idea of Canto Bite introduced in the Last Jedi. Is the sequence the best in the film and the best in Star Wars? No, no, it's not. But I'm still so intrigued by this concept that it would make sense in the Star Wars galaxy. We have all sorts of different environments, planets. Desolate planets, scum and villainy. We have Coruscant, the height of, of urban uh, elegance. And then you get Canto Bight, a place where everyone in the galaxy would gather to throw it all away, to throw the rules out the window. It makes perfect sense to me. I'm fascinated by that land, by that world, by that planet, by that city. I actually do want to see more of it somehow in the Star Wars universe. And I know there's a book about it. I haven't actually read that book yet, but... Here we have in our real world the inspiration for that. Las Vegas. I'll drive in mostly. I don't fly in as much to Vegas. I don't have a problem with that idea. It's just I actually don't think I live in Los Angeles. Getting out to Vegas can take about four hours. I drive with my friend. He's a fast driver. We got here once in three hours and 20 minutes. Don't ask me how we did it. But I love you hit Prim. If you want, you can pull off the prim and start gambling there. You can start living it up there. You can have some barbecue uh, in one hand and uh, gambling money in the other. But you're about 30 minutes out, and this odd excitement hits, hits you. If you haven't had a chance to experience it, it could be while you're flying in. You see the city from afar. You see the lights. You see the stratosphere tower. You see uh, the, the Excalibur pyramid shining high into the air. You see it all. And this weird excitement, this the possibilities of the adventures in front of you. <laughs> what are those adventures? What are those adventures? Throwing away your, uh, throwing away uh, uh, <laughs> your food uh, discipline. Your uh, throwing away your, uh, uh, you know, your your money discipline. Your relationship disciplines. Throwing away it all for this little city. Did most people just come in here for night, two nights, which is the smart thing. I'm here for five days, five days counting travel days. That's a long time to visit Vegas in terms of just hitting the casinos and whatnot. I do not recommend that. Pace yourself. Pace yourself. 
So I'm constantly fascinated and is on my mind as I walk around today because I'm intentionally today having a low, very, uh, very low level day. Just kind of like, you know, I'm going to have a nice quiet lunch, maybe not gamble, maybe go for a walk. But even then, as I commit to that, because I got an event tonight, I got a banquet tonight. I'm looking out my window here. I can see the old strip, Fremont Street, which is fun. I can see the Stratosphere Hotel and some of the Wynn Encore. And I'm like, ooh, yeah, but there's no rules. Why am I putting rules on myself? I'm in Vegas. Let me go win some more money. Let me have another burrito. Let me wink at some ladies. That's pretty much all I do, by the way. Let me do it. Let me do it. There's no rules. I'm in Las Vegas. That's silly. There are rules. And you can pay the price. So that's why I'm just going to have a casual nap and a sensible lunch. And maybe I'll pass by a wheel fortune slot and just wink at that. That's on my mind today. And the number one thing on my mind, as I'm in Las Vegas, is this other idea. I'm out here with some friends. Friends that live in my city. And we were talking about it this morning. We were joking. My friend Dan Farron, who's been on the Knapsack Files. Uh, my friend Ernie, who, who, who should be. He's got an interesting story. My friend, best friend Paul. I see him more than the others. But we live in the same city. In fact, not only we live in Los Angeles, we, we kind of all live in the San Fernando Valley. And there's some other folks, too. But we, every year, travel to Las Vegas four hours away, and that's where we see each other. Some people I haven't seen since I was here last year. And we were joking about it this morning. But it reminded me, and I'm maybe reminding you guys. Be aware of your busy day-to-day lives. We all have them. You should have them. Work hard. Chase your dreams. chase, Chase your goals. Stuff I believe in. Stuff I've been trying to do. Do all of that. But isn't it fascinating that we get so caught up in what we're doing? We get so caught up on our little circles and pockets of, of life change as life goes on. Some of your close friends from 10 years ago, maybe you met through another job. Maybe they're not as close as they are now because you changed jobs and they got married had kids or stuff like that. That's, that's the natural ebb and flow of life. But it's really uh, all my brain these days. I'm sitting having coffee with my friend Dan, a mentor to me. I, I talk about him on this show, and we're, we're talking now, having a little chat over coffee in the morning at a casino in Las Vegas. And we can't find the time to do this back home. And the next year, I'm going to try, and I've been trying, the next year I'm going to try to work on that. Taking the time to make some commitments. Taking the time to taking the time to uh, take a pause on some of the chasing of the dreams and the goals, and and not forgetting to connect with the people that make it all worthwhile. I'm wagging the finger at myself as I sit in a Las Vegas hotel room, itching to gamble, itching to break the rules. I'm looking back to my life, my normal routine where all the rules apply. And kind of shocked that, yeah, a 
a year has gone by and you don't connect with some of the important people with you. And it's not just the people for me on this trip. It's other people. And all the text messages and all the emails. And every time you might run into them in passing. Hey, we got to do a thing. Yeah, let's do a thing. Let's get together. All right, let's do it. How many times do we all say that? And I think in the moment you generally mean it. All right, I'm not counting. There's some people you'll probably run into and you're like, yeah, let's do lunch. And you know in your head you're never going to see them again. That's a different topic. But the ones who mean something to you, the ones you miss, could be family, could be friends, doesn't matter. I am thinking about those moments when you really do send a text message and say, hi, I miss hanging out with you. We should, we should, we should make that happen. I'm thinking of two friends of mine who live in town, not here in Vegas, but in town, my hometown in Los Angeles now. I mean, it's kind of my home, even though I was raised other places. We went to high school together. We moved down here together. We live mere minutes apart from each other. And we can go years, years without even connecting, without even an email, a text, sometimes not even a Facebook comment or a like on Twitter, a favorite on Twitter. No, we, we don't do that. And these friends of mine were at my birthday recently, and it's like, oh, it's occasion. Let's get together. But it's like, let's, let's do this. Let's commit to the idea of, of lunch, a moment, a coffee, a text. Let's not have to travel four hours away once a year to meet up with someone who lives 10 minutes from you, who means a lot. So amongst the dirt and grime and false glamour of Las Vegas amongst the false hope of gambling winnings and the pull of slot machines and the idea, the appealing idea that there ain't no rules when you're here. Amongst all that, what is on my mind today is this idea about do not forget to connect what is around you now. Do not forget to connect and reconnect and keep up on the connections with those things that are real in your life. Those things that do have rules, that do have purpose and greater meaning. I am wagging the finger at myself in the hope that you, too, can find it in your life. Find the time to commit to connecting. Along the way, it's okay. Don't be afraid to drop a $100 bill on a Wheel of Fortune slot. You just might win it all. I'm going to go do that right now. That is the Knapsack Files for this week. The three things. A little show for you guys since I'm on the road. But I appreciate you listening. Let me know what you think. What is your favorite thing to do in Vegas? Follow me on Twitter at CatNapsack and use the hashtag TheNapsackFiles. You can follow this podcast and me on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitch. And I am having a lot of fun over there streaming games on Patreon as well as patreon.com slash the Knapsack Files. Newer support tiers, updated goals, a lot of things coming. And you could be, if you're on it right now, listening to my Dear Diary versions of my little trip to Las Vegas as I uh, document some of the fun, stupid things and, quite frankly, boring things I've been doing this week in Las Vegas. That's it for uh, this week. Next week, back to normal in the comfy confines of Burbank, California. We'll see you here on the Knapsack Files podcast feed.